Hi everyone, welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie and today I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this one for like so long because I felt so far behind on this books and everyone kept talking about this book constantly. <laughs> so today I am finally here to talk about The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott and with me to experience all the feels and all of the thoughts um, oh. is Meg. I am so glad that you're here today because not only are you awesome, but you're also a fellow Sabine fan. <laughs> I'm so I am. That. And before I forget, the theme music that you use for this show is my favorite Star Wars music. So yes, yes. So congratulations on just winning me over within half of a second of me listening to your show for the first time. <laughs> I think I actually, the first time I like found you in the Twitterverse was actually through that like blog post you did for friends of the force and like the top oh, image yeah. is an image of Sabine <laughs> I was like okay this person I'm going to like whatever thoughts <laughs> oh yeah I forgot about that that was that was a good one that was yes good. yes so I'm gonna be very basic and just because this is like a Sabine themed podcast and I'm a huge Sabine fan and I'm gonna ask you the question literally every person asks me when I come on a podcast which is thoughts about why you love Sabine and like what she means to you just because like we love the Sabine feels <laughs> we do well I guess like I I liked her from the very beginning I got into Rebels like it was already over by the time I started watching it but I somehow I don't know how this happened I went in spoiler free still and this was like 2018 so like wow. how I didn't know anything I don't I must not have been like in all the Twitter circles yet. I don't know, but I knew nothing. When I got to the first episode and there was just a female Mandalorian, I was like, all right, I am sold. Here we go. This is great. And I love her character development throughout the series, but I guess famously at this point, um, I am a Trials of the Darksaber stan. I, I was trying to think of another word. That's the first one that came to mind because of course it is. The growth that we see in this character in this show in such a short amount of time is amazing to me until I get her backstory of like, I I did a thing. I tried to stand up and fight against the empire and my family didn't support me. And I had to go figure it out myself. And then, and then after all that, she had to go back and face them again and face all of her other trials and everything. Um, and then, you know, the show still ends and she still has another mission. She still has more that she has to do after all this growth. I just love a character like that, who is constantly having to learn and figure life out. And like, it's so relatable. Like, you know, there's a lot in Star Wars that you can connect back to the real world. But I think with Sabine, it's so easy because she just is going through all these things that we can look at that and be like, oh, I, I, I haven't been through this exact thing, but I kind of get what she's, you know, struggling with here. And I just love that. Um, and I, I just love her just in general and her all her interactions with, you know, the ghost crew and just everything. She's just so good. Yes, I mean, gosh, we like are literally the same person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I guess I feel like I've said that like exact thing so much because like you're you're so right. Like number one, obviously, I'm a huge Mandalorians fan, so like mm -hmm. that off the bat, obviously, yeah. and then like as you were saying, relatability and just all of that element is just yeah. so significant because like I'm actually relatively young, so Rebels started when I was like 13 or whatever, and mm -hmm. I think like getting to grow up having that be like my favorite character was so significant in that oh, way because awesome. she just is consistently like pushing herself and yeah. taking risks and learning new things and like having and like trials of the dark saber like that's a huge moment for her and having mm -hmm. to like audibly admit her past and like go back and face it and that that was just oh, I just that episode yes <laughs> so I'm just 
Yeah, I'm so glad that we share those thoughts. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could just talk about her forever. And like there, there's <laughs> the thing about having, you know, what one thing I love about like shows in general, but like these animated shows opposed to like the movies, you get these characters stay for like four whole years across all these seasons. And yeah. there's just so much of her. And like there's so many different story beats with her that you can draw from and remember and go back and watch. And it's like she never ends. And like hopefully we'll see her again hopefully her story's not over like please I you know honestly at this point I don't care how I don't care if it's another show live action animated I don't care if it's comics books I don't it doesn't matter to me give me more Sabine because we don't have enough and we need more yeah especially like the way that Rebels left us like you you don't do that and then just give us more I still remember the first thing I tweeted after the Jedi came out for Mandalorian. The first thing I tweeted, I was like, okay, okay. I know I'm not going to tweet any spoilers, but like, where was Sabine? That was like the one thing that was on my mind. I'm like, okay, I get it. Great. But like, where is she? Please tell me. I mean, we got Bo-Katan and, you know, I I recovered from that in the best way possible. So like Sabine's next. Yes. Yeah. I could definitely talk about Sabine with you forever. I just wanted to have a little discussion because like I, I literally once you said you wanted to come on I was like okay okay we gotta <laughs> talk about Sabine at least a little. yes of course I, I will talk Sabine anytime anywhere <laughs> yeah yeah we should get to talking about The Rising Storm because it is a very long book filled with a lot of different emotions and feelings <laughs> sure and yeah. other words that I can't think of at the moment because I'm still <laughs> trying to process this book oh, um <laughs> First of all, first of all, are you okay? That's probably not the right question to ask. I am not. Um, (laughs) Anyone who has listened to the one episode I do have out about the Flight of the Jedi, they know that Bloated and Bell are like my favorites. Mm -hmm. So as anyone can naturally expect, today was not an easy day for me. I was listening to your Flight of the Jedi review and you were talking about that and I was just sitting there going, oh no. no. (laughs) Oh no. She had no idea. Like I tried my best to avoid spoilers, but I still saw some like out of context reaction tweets. So mm-hmm. I kind of had like some fear that something was going to happen, but oh, no. to like actually have to read it, I was like, okay, this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything is just fine. Is it though? No, it's no. Not. Like, what did you say? You literally read this like, I don't know how many months ago and you're still processing it. Yeah. So. It was like, I probably like three months ago at this point, And I still like that last page, like it's in my brain forever. And I'm, I'm you know, Kevin Scott, I, I, I'm on the road to forgiving him. Like, he, you know, he, he's all right. We're friends, sure. But like, also, you did a really bad thing. And you hurt a lot of people. And we're very mad at you. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to have to add a little spoiler disclaimer. I, I, I forgot to say this before, but this is a spoiler discussion. I know we just <laughs> spoiled like the main thing. So too bad. But <laughs> this Oops. book's been out for three months. So if you clicked on this, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. So. <laughs> we already kind of spoiled it so we don't really have to do spoiler thoughts but I guess like more generally what are your like Mm -hmm. general feelings about this book (laughs) I I really didn't know what to expect going into this book because like with Light of the Jedi like that was the start of the first you know start of a wave but also like start of the whole thing so it had to do a lot of like setting up and like you know bad things are starting to happen and who are these characters and things like that but you know Kevin Scott had the task of starting a new wave with previous stories to kind of build off of, um, you know, in the other books and comics and things like that. And he did exactly what Light of the Jedi did 
in like part two, which is, you know, he took a story that's like, oh, yay, everything's good. Everything's fine. And then progressively as it goes on, it just keeps getting worse. And so by the time you get to the end, you're like, wow, like it's supposed to get darker than this. Are you sure? I really like, I like the fact that this book starts with like, you know, a a government saying like, oh, hey, you know, bad things happen in the galaxy, but like, we're going to be fine. We're going to have this fair and it's going to be great and everything goes wrong. And you're kind of like, I don't know what that's like at all. But um, I just love how the Jedi, how different they are compared to the Jedi that we know. I love like that contrast. I love the fact that, you know, we, we get some focus on characters who aren't Jedi. Like, you know, they're the heroes. They're the people saving the day. But like you get uh, more from uh, different people. And um, I really wasn't expecting to be as hurt as I was because you know what? Since we've already said spoilers, um, yeah, <laughs> to, to to bring a character back that you thought was dead, yeah, you know, is great, and to have this moment of like glory and like, yeah, we're gonna go save the day again, great, <laughs> and then to kill them off in a terrible, heartbreaking way like that. Why would you do that? Why would you give me hope? You know, I should yeah. have known. I should have yeah. known that if Star Wars gives you hope, something <laughs> bad's still gonna happen. <laughs> should have known. Um, I feel like every time there was a line like phrase in that way in this book where it was like I'll see you again or I think they're going to be fine or we have positivity in any form I was like okay yeah no that's I don't believe that for a second no and what's killing me now is they're saying that things are going to get even darker in the third wave and it's only Mm -hmm. the first phase and I'm Mm -hmm. like listen there's only so much darkness I can handle. Like, I like the darkness. It's fine. You can't have light without darkness, but also I'm just one person with many emotions to contain inside of me at one time. Like, what are you doing to me? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, I started to actually like, I was kind of scrambling to like kind of read some reviews and stuff before this came out. Mm-hmm. I like started to listen to the Friends of the Forest, uh, Kevin Scott, they did an interview they did with Kevin Scott and Kevin Scott mm-hmm. like literally made, said something along the lines of like, yeah, everyone when we announced the books was like, oh, it's gonna be the peaceful period where everyone's like kumbaya. <laughs> oh, and he's no. like, but that's not how stories work, people. You're gonna have some like, terrible right. emotional times. Right. And like, fair. And I, for me, like I said, I read this book like way later than everyone. So like, mm-hmm. I'd seen out of context tweets. So I kind of knew what I was getting into. And that's my like mm-hmm. the first day I started reading it. I literally like tweeted, like, I know what I'm getting into when I'm tweeting that I'm starting this book today. Cause like oh, everyone no. is like built up the fear. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Despite like knowing what I was getting into, I still really was like impacted in ways I wasn't expecting. And like, I think that's just our strength of this book because like, like you talked about how it just keeps building and building and there's just, it never stops. It's like so mm-hmm. relentless. Like another thing I tweeted that first day was like, this book is so intense. I can't take it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that just goes to show the fact that I tweeted that and like, I knew what I was getting into. Like this book just keeps hitting you in that way. And I just, I'm, it's never going to be over the ending, but like, it's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. I, I mean, it, this was one of those books where like, when a book, you know, when it gets like really, really good, like I could, I can sit for hours and keep reading it and I'm fine. I actually had to like force myself to take breaks while I was reading this yes. because it was just so like so much in a good way, but like it was literally at one point, like one thing after another. And I'm like, <laughs> is this going to keep getting worse? Because I mean, you have like, there's so like, it would be one thing if it was just you have the the Republic side and you're watching all the destruction happen from their point of view. And it's awful and innocent people are, you know, dying and being hurt and it's terrible. But then you get the Nile stuff 
And it's like, you're, you're, you don't know everything. There's still plenty of mystery surrounding like, you know, what they're doing and all the terrible things, um, which I, I know we're learning more about at some point, but you get that too. And it's like, you see them making all these plans and you they're, you know, exactly what they're doing and why they're doing this. And we're going to get the chancellor and all these things. And it's like, that just makes it 10 times worse because, you know, you're seeing it from both perspectives. And we were talking about the Bad Batch recently and the moment where Crosshair is like, you know, this is the right side come to the Empire because they're doing good for the galaxy and whatever. Um, You know, my thought with that is like the problem with conflict and war is that both sides think they're right um, and that the other side is wrong. Um, And it's very hard to like convince the other the other way. It's hard to convince people who think they're right that aren't, that they need to be doing something different. And it takes sometimes a lot of learning to, you know, get them to change their mind and they have to do it on their own and whatever. But, you know, that's the thing with like this conflict is like, I mean, the Nile know what they're doing, but also like, you know, everyone wants the galaxy to be like what they perceive to be the best thing. And the Nile just want that, but also don't care who dies in the process, which great, fantastic. (laughs) yes yes exactly and I I definitely agree about like because like you talked about how we're still getting like all the perspectives like all the planning and everything and I think that's Mm -hmm. why this book does such a great job of like character study and character perspective because like while we were getting all of the perspectives I felt like when I was reading the like the protagonist's perspectives it still felt so it, like it still had that like l- layer of mystery to it where like you mm-hmm. kind of knew what was coming but the fact that these characters were so lost in it like even in like the battle sequences like that's it's it goes back and forth and back and forth you you're in the unknown with the characters like you're trying to keep up with all these different things that are happening like oh, just uh, I loved how they handle all those different perspectives because like even before the Nile attack on the fair like there's still characters processing things like Bell's still processing his loss of the loss of Loden and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff with we'll talk a lot about Elzar man and how much of the best that is but Elzar is really <laughs> no. going through it um oh, no. so yeah, yeah. it's it, it definitely is just a really emotional ride of a book is like what I guess I'm saying and I guess for our first like topic of discussion you did bring up how the kind of aspect of like how the galaxy is perceiving what's happening mm-hmm. and I guess the first thing there's a system in place too there's like still all this political stuff and mm. one of the big like points at the beginning of the book that really like begins the whole conflict per se in terms of the republic size is like the whole discussion between Toon and Lena So about mm. how credits are being spent and like the the idea of the fair itself and like where the galaxy is and where like all these people are still kind of displaced and processing loss and all this extremities mm. happened and he's like now they're gonna have to like watch this fair that's happening on their hollow projectors and know that their taxes went here like to this like <laughs> fair place and it's like mm-hmm. that discussion it just like hits in a way because it's like you kind of get where both sides are coming from because like it's fair when something bad happens like part of you wants to be like okay I need to take a break I need mm-hmm. to like focus on the positives and maintain like peace in that way but then at right. the same time you have the understanding that like there's still this bad thing that happened and more bad things could happen and we can't like neglect that which she kind of tries to do in the beginning of the book so I don't know what are your thoughts about all like the more political elements of this book yeah it it helps you kind of understand like the perspective of like we need something hopeful we -hmm. need to do this thing even you know despite the risks despite like the cost you know wanting like 
the heart is in the right place in terms of like wanting to give the galaxy hope when something awful has just happened. Like that makes total sense. And like, I can understand why you'd definitely like be on that side. And like, you know, if I were in that position, if I were in that galaxy, oh God, please, I don't want to be, but um, (laughs) just bad things happen there. I don't want to go there. Yeah. But like, I might even be on the side of like, yeah, we need something that makes us feel like everything's going to be okay. Like I get that. Yeah. One of the things that really stood out to me towards the end of this book, not to jump around too much, but um, (laughs) is how she recognized that like she was trying to do a good thing. And then she was like, oh, I messed up. Like maybe not all of this is on me, but also it's my responsibility to do whatever I can to fix this because oops, look at what happened. Um, You know, like knowing what we know about, you know, what happens with the Republic later and the leadership that leads to its downfall to have someone in this position who is willing to say like, yeah, I was trying to do something good and I was wrong (laughs) to have someone in this leadership position to say, yes, I was wrong. And we're all facing the consequences, like not just me, but everyone. It's so refreshing. And like Star Wars has always been political. Like that's just what it is from what it was based on at the very beginning to, you know, now and to have these themes woven into like, it, it makes it feel you know, grounded more in a way. Like, yes, this is the fictional universe and, you know, a different story and we can escape in doing that. But also like you can read this and recognize like, oh yeah, like the things people will do to try to find hope in a time of hopelessness is sometimes reckless. And that's sad. It's really sad. And like, I I didn't really like think about it that deep until just now. And now I'm a little <laughs> bit sad just thinking yeah, about it, yeah. but I, I just love how he added that in here. And then like, and then to just go in with all the consequences of that. Yeah, it's, wow, it says a lot. Kevin Scott, seriously, why? <laughs> why are you doing, I mean, it's so good. It's so good. And he's yeah, so it's, it's good at great. this. But- and that's mm-hmm. what's so important. Like you you said how like, it's so awesome to actually like have something like that, like acknowledged in the book and like actually mm-hmm. like put out, like it's still challenging because like, in terms of as we saw but with that argument like there's going to be people in the galaxy who will still only view it as a failure and they won't mm-hmm. see like they won't see it on the same level i feel like where it's like oh yes we were trying to do a good thing but then this bad thing happened because like loss is extreme and this was a very extreme amount of loss and like right i think that's going to be in- i'll be interested to see how much that like comes to play in the future where it's like mm-hmm. the galaxy especially in this like because like while yes these books are like emphasizing that even a period in a period of peace in quotes there's gonna still be destruction like still the fact that it is still more that peaceful kind of period where I feel like that Mm -hmm. loss will hit an extra level like I even brought up when I was I was podcasting about um, a test of courage yesterday with Andrew and Mm -hmm. I was talking about how like when the characters are processing grief in that book and what on the destruction that happens it's like it hits on a different level for them I feel like because of the fact like they are not used to war like they haven't been through like the clone wars and all of this like crazy like have to grow up in a war environment like the, right. it's, it's more foreign to them so I, I'll be interested to see how that like impacts more I, and that's another element of it where I'm like we're not just seeing the Jedi like I get it force users interesting Jedi interesting but like we're actually getting those elements of like the other parts of the republic and so i'm interested to see like how that impacts not only the jedi because like they're clearly going through it in many ways right now but everyone else too (laughs) yeah i will say without you know giving too much away like out of the shadows is definitely like they're the main character is not a jedi and she's very much like a person trying to 
literally just make her way in the galaxy. And like she she literally gets mm-hmm. into a mess because she needs money. Like that's mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. how the book starts. And it's stuff like that. It's like you can have like all these different perspectives of what's happening to these people and how they're trying to cope. And, you know, it's refreshing because like, yes, we get Jedi and that's amazing. And everyone, you know, I mean, we don't always love Jedi, but like we love seeing them because they're familiar and it's Star Wars. Um, But then you also get stuff from, you know, other people's perspectives and that's super important. Um, And it's, it's also good. Let's get into, because I'm sure we're going to like touch on their plot points when we get into talking about specific characters. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to focus on first? Do you want to focus on like Jedi, Nile, um, non-Jedi people? <laughs> like wh- who, who do you really want to focus on first? Ooh, let's start with the Jedi. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> so the Jedi in this book, holy cow. They're all <laughs> going through it. Oh, they're struggling. <laughs> struggling. Which is truly. like, and I, I like the point that you brought up about like everyone at this point is not used to this kind of conflict. And the jet looking at the Jedi, the, the poor Jedi, um, <laughs> like it really shines through in that because like they just like, you know, before it was like, oh, we're just, you know, we're going to the frontier, we're going to the <laughs> station, or we're doing this thing. Like, you know, we're helping people and we're solving, resolving mm-hmm. conflicts between, you know, this thing and that but like not on a large scale and now you see them like oh you know now a bunch of them are like starting to question like what are we even doing and like you're starting to see you know hints of why the Jedi might become what they are in like the prequel era and it's fascinating like already you're starting to see that and it's we're barely like a third not even a third of the way into this (laughs) but yeah like to to see someone like Elzar man and just like what he's going through like you almost want to say I get it because like you know just yeah so much is happening yeah a lot's happening he's going through (laughs) (laughs) yeah to your what you were saying in the beginning like there's literally like that conversation between Stellan and Lena in the end of portion of the book where Mm -hmm. he literally brings up the fact like we're not soldiers like that's Mm -hmm. not us and then she's like no yeah no but you're also like symbols like it goes back to that the kind of the Jedi still have that like kind of view at this time mm-hmm. like yes they're not the the like frontline people who are really helping turn the tide of the war or whatever but mm-hmm. they're they're still like symbols in people's eyes like the people still look mm-hmm. up to them like there's there's one point where Bell asked one of the people if they trusted him and they were like yes and then Bell has like I let me actually pull that quote up <laughs> and there it was the blind trust that the Jedi would save the day whatever the situation Bell hoped that he could live up to the reputation of those who had who had gone before him like mm. stuff like that it's like they still recognize like th- both this like citizens and the Jedi recognize like the influence they still have in the way that mm. people view them and so it's definitely like <laughs> and when you see them going through you're like oh god this is not going to go well when like everyone kind of expects that from them and yet they're still struggling to process things themselves like get these people like Elzar man get him in the therapy please oh, oh the Jedi need a therapist I need Goodness. a therapist yeah, it, it it's an interesting contrast too to like think about like the towards the end of the Clone Wars, how people feel about Jedi. Like yeah. there's no trust there. They think that they're, you know, assuming that the war is all their fault and yeah. blaming them and <laughs> saying, like, I, I want nothing to do with you because you started all this. Like that's they fall so far. <laughs> oh man. In only like 200 years. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> oh my gosh, what are we getting into? Like, oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
so we can we keep bringing up elzar so we might as well just <laughs> dive right into it i literally have like paragraphs of notes where i just wrote down quotes where he's just going through it <laughs> poor man oh my god because i just remember everyone when we got like the prologue before this book even came out where it's like the screams have never left elzar man like everyone always talks about that like that was the first thing in the prologue where everyone was like yeah oh boy we are gonna go <laughs> it's coming <laughs> and i think like i kind of expected like going back to like those whole expectations like i knew he was gonna be messed just because of the way like, the jedi ended but um mm-hmm. Oh boy, I was not expecting to the like the extreme levels that it ended up being because no. he places so much self-blame on himself throughout this book. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's literally parts where he's like, I deserve this, it's all my fault. I can never forgive mm-hmm. myself. I deserve every scar, every like thing, every way. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this is my fault. Like, I have quotes upon quotes of him just saying stuff oh, no. like that. And it, it's so sad. Like this morning. <laughs> It is. Yeah. And, you know, like at this point in Star Wars timeline, you know, Jedi are all about like, be careful with your emotions, but also like acknowledge them and like try to like go through them and process them. Mm -hmm. But there has to be a point with Elzar Man, for example, where you kind of recognize like, you know, he's kind of like really, these emotions are very extreme. We might want to like help him out a little bit. I mean, you think... It kind of reminds you of Anakin a lot, just yes. in the sense of like he's really, really struggling with like he's carrying so much weight that he doesn't need to be carrying, and like you know, like what what's gonna happen to him? Like, is he gonna be okay? <laughs> is he gonna be okay? Yeah, like I I have another thing I have seen online. I've been avoiding like everything, but like one mm-hmm. thing I said see, have seen is like everyone's like. Stellan is Obi-Wan and Elzar is Anakin and I'm like oh boy when I saw that parallel being drawn I'm like okay this is not gonna go no and like I you know what I would love with this character just overall in future High Republic things because there's a lot more to go he could turn dark like or he could even if he doesn't like turn to the dark side like all the way like go full vader you know he could get into some pretty bad stuff you know just it with all his emotional overwhelm and just having a really rough time but what i would really love to see with that because that would i think be a really good way to go with his character just because they're kind of building up to it at this point i would love to see him come back from that because mm-hmm. of help he got from yeah. a jedi or multiple really just to show that like look at what the Jedi, look at what could have happened to Anakin if the Jedi had actually been helpful at that point. Like, cause you know, if, if Elzar man were to, you know, go through that and then was brought back, like you see like, oh, that could have happened, but then something else happened to the Jedi and they just apparently stopped caring and Anakin just, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And I, I think it is like to that possibility, like the fact that in this book, he does have touches with the dark, but he, mm-hmm still there are moments where he either asks for help or like is able to pull himself back yeah I think that's a I I I don't want to jinx myself but I see that <laughs> as some form of a good sign yeah I mean um, yeah because he, like like with Anakin he clearly just was not seeking help so I, the fact mm-hmm, that elves are yeah. seeking any help mm-hmm. I I think that's a good sign I don't know yeah. I, I, it makes me so worried because like this book just like it puts him in such a downward spiral where uh-huh. like it makes me worried but like uh-huh. I think the way that you see that Stellan does care for him and the, the uh-huh. way that he does at points kind of reach out for help uh-huh. throughout these books yeah. makes me somewhat hopeful. 
I yeah, don't. there's a little hope. I mean, we got to be careful with that hope because, you know, yeah, Star no, Wars. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> not, anymore, not anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, but but that's also like a it speaks a lot to like, again, how the Jedi are right now and how like he feels like he can reach out for help. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's just one person, like there's no one telling him, you know, you just have to, your emotions are, are real. They don't exist. You yeah. can't do anything. Like he's still at the point where like, he can say like, Hey, like, I don't know exactly what's going on with me, but like, hello, <laughs> things are happening. I'm feeling feelings. <laughs> it's a lot, you know, that's at least something, but like, you know, hopefully, oh God, I really do need him to be okay. Um, but I yeah. do like this Obi-Wan Anakin comparison because like, <laughs> you know, Star Wars just needs an Obi-Wan all the time. And here we are. <laughs> yes. That is a good transition point to talk a bit more about Stillen. I guess in that, in terms of that bond, I definitely, I liked seeing that. I liked kind of, because we didn't really get any, like outside of mentions, we didn't get any Avar in this book, but it's still referenced many times how close the three of them are. Yeah. And we especially get that for Stellan and Elzar because they are around each other in this book. Like there's so many moments in this book, especially towards the beginning, where Stalin's like, oh god, I gotta go check on Elzar. <laughs> it seems like kind of out of sorts. I gotta go right. check on him. Is he okay? <laughs> like, it made me, in terms of that whole thing, I'm like, okay, at least there's someone who's, like, kind of recognizing he needs some help. Right. Um, and there was, like, moments where he'd even, like, doubt it. And I, I wrote down one of the quotes where he's, like, Avar's voice, like, comes into his head and she's, like, saying like Elzar is okay like he's a great Jedi like he knows what he's doing and but he's also got you to watch out for him which is like another element over that where it's like okay yeah I need to trust him in some form but mm-hmm. I also need to be there for him. like I even like wrote down I was like okay yeah it's still in both like is very willingly there for Elzar but he's also kind of like questioning a lot of the time which makes me worry where I'm like oh gosh yeah I mean he's he's depicted as like he is very caring and like you know, in the spirit of the Jedi, like you, he wants to help. He wants to be there and like, you know, make sure that the people around him are okay as much as possible. And, um, you know, I kind of worry for him too, a little bit now, but I think <laughs> yeah, about it. Like, I'm like, I'm just worried for everyone oh, now. This no. book, it wrecks me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you care too much. And then all of a sudden, oh, no. yeah, literally like, speaking of like that what you said like like literally this book gives you the hope where they're like oh look they're reunited everything's gonna be okay and then it just like slaps you in the face immediately like why stupid book (laughs) i i I need both of them to be okay because they need each other yeah exactly Um, i it's especially because he elsar brings up like several times how he's felt like more and more, more and more progressively distanced and detached from like Avar and like how mm-hmm. that's like something that keeps bringing up and like not only does it worry him in terms of his vision but also just in terms of their relationship and yes I ship them so I'm gonna bring that up too but like <laughs> oh, yes. on, on its own like that just makes me worry because like if anything happens to Stellan like or or even if like Stellan's just not if if somehow that help that he receives isn't like in the way that like works best for him that makes me worry because like he he feels like he's losing all of those like relationships and those points of like processing it's like it makes me worried ah this i'm gonna say like let's take a shot every time i say that today oh no oh that could not be good (laughs) 
but I mean, that reminds me of Obi-Wan too, because like, look at how much Obi-Wan lost in like yeah. four seconds. Oh, <laughs> why, why, why have we gone to Sad Town? I mean, we knew we were going to get here, but we just got here really fast. I mean, what do we expect with this book? Like, I don't it's, know. It's always, I, I just remember like that, like brief section of the book that's just like Lottie Dot the fair I was savoring it like most people when they'd read that section of a book they'd probably be like okay I can like kind of like graze like gaze over this part it's like probably mm-hmm. not that big I savored that section because I'm like this is probably the only like semi-happy portion of this book I'm gonna get it's, it's great there's there's a song it's like it's like there's a song and it's you know Bell's it's getting like hanging out with Stella and like everything's good and just, like, everything's close. fine oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and speaking of like dealing with like processing and stuff another like thing I wrote down for Selen is they all kind of take what's happening really hard but there's one particular point where Stellan is like the Trandoshan's like on top of him and he's like he sees the face of his master and then he's like Stellan wanted to go with the old woman to throw his arms around her in a way he had never done when his master was alive at a place beyond pain and beyond duty and then like his master's like there's no escape from this duty and then like that's what helps get him back up again but like that hit on oh. such a little more like oh she's like that just really goes to show the like weight of the situation and the impact mm-hmm. it's having on everyone and especially like the jedi because like another thing that's like referenced throughout the book is like how the jedi have been like raised to process like killing like are we gonna kill these people we don't want to kill these people like this has been a consistent mm-hmm. thing throughout these books where it's like oh we shouldn't really kill these people we right. kind of have to and yeah. this one just particularly hits on like the weight of the overall situation where it's like he literally in that moment was just so distraught that he mm-hmm. was willing to like die he was willing to just to be with his master again mm-hmm. and to like be free of that duty he was willing mm-hmm. to like like go away from everything and but and then in the end he's still reminded this is your duty and he gets back up and he fights again it's just like that particular part I was like how why (laughs) it's you know it like it that really shows like his strength like not just physically but you know mentally and emotionally like despite everything like you remember something that your master has told you and you remember how impactful that whole thing was to you and you're Mm -hmm. like if this is what I have to cling to then this is what I'm going to do and like how he keeps getting back up again and just doing the things like man he needs he needs a vacation he needs a vacation yeah see LSR needs therapy so needs a vacation like each of the characters is going to be fine with like you know the Nile just seemed to like go take a break for a while and just let everyone kind of just process what's happening because Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to get that break, unfortunately. Nope. <laughs> nope. We never nope. get breaks when we need them most. <laughs> no. That's another reason why I think people see Stalin as, like, that, like, that force of to be, to be that individual who will, like, try to be there for everyone as best he can, but he might also end up losing the most in the end, which, oh, God, I am unprepared. <laughs> so like I I just I don't know I think that kind of softened the blow like I that's why I like the character study so much in this book because like yes I lost one of my faves and one of uh, and my other fave is like probably completely emotionally destroyed at this point but at least I'm like this book helps me connect to other characters in that way and I like that like like I'm I can spread the love around and I don't have to feel as emotionally distraught I don't know right 
Yeah. Um, that's like one thing that these books are doing so well. And like definitely the benefit of them having done as much planning as they have to bring yeah. this all together is like be- between the authors and all the stories and everything, like the way these characters are developing and how well you get to know them and how attached, well, this is the good and the bad thing is how attached you get to them. (laughs) It's just like you immediately, like this character is on these pages and like you care, you care so much about them and them succeeding and doing the right thing and being okay. Um, Not just because they're well-written, but because like, we're like, not that you have to read everything in the high Republic, but if you do, you get to a point where you know the character so well that like you feel like they've just been around forever. And so like to see them go through everything that they're going through, like that's where the emotion comes from. Is like, you feel that. I mean, they do a good job of that too. Like even if the rising storm is the only higher public book you've ever read, like you still get it. Like the characters are, are presented well enough that like with just one book, you'd be fine. But also like to have everything that you have from the previous books. And then this it's heavy and it hurts a lot. Yeah, and I, I guess I just can't put off talking about this any longer. Oh, I, no. One scene that just particularly, like, what, as to what you said, if, like, this was the only book you ever read, the torture scene with Loden. Oh, I'm sorry, God. if you had not read Light of Jedi, that scene would still hit you and I will stand oh. by that perspective because, mm-hmm. like, and just the relationship between Bella and Loden in general, because, like, that's built up so well in Light of Jedi, and that's, like, mm-hmm. what got me yeah. so attached to their characters was not right. just their individual strengths and their individual qualities, but especially the bond that the two of them had. And when it comes to the torture scene and just any of the different scenes where they're reaching out to each other it it hits on such a level where I'm like it made those emotional impacts hit on that extra level where it's like not only is all this bad stuff happening but you're you're getting the reinforcement of just how how close they're bonded and how's like that Mm -hmm. bond with Belle was really helped helped keep is what kept loading going like no matter what (laughs) Marcion um put him for through and like God, it was some pretty freaking messed up stuff <laughs> yeah but that bond was like what kept him going and that's just all oh, that hit me on such a level oh uh, yeah yeah I I remember immediately like even when this book started just like seeing where Bill was at and like you know he has a new master but like he's mm-hmm. you know he's he's still trying to process and like he's not really into it and like but then throughout the book you see like oh like he's learning like he's learned from his master like he does he mm-hmm. does this giant fall and he lands and it's fine and some like I I totally missed that when I first read the book and then someone pointed that out to me and I was like oh my god he learned I, I love this character yeah. so much yeah. um but yeah and then like to to have them like reunited like despite what happens later mm. like it's just like it's all I mean I know you can't not think about it but mm. it's so like <laughs> I know it hurts a lot um I'm actually getting emotional thinking about it well, I literally uh, cried earlier today so it's all oh no I mean like again totally justified because again Kevin Scott knows so. what he did to, to you know to to see their relationship not only what it was in Light of the Jedi and then like seeing it develop just through that book and then having it start here where um, you know, they're apart and they're both trying to, you know, get through stuff without each other, but relying on each other at the same time. And then to see them like together again, like, <sighs> it just, gave like, me so much hope. I was it, like, this is the one uh, thing Kevin Scott's going to give me. He's going to give uh, me this. And then, I don't know, but it can, it could. I just hope that Bell's gonna be okay and I hope that, I, like- I oh my god I'm so worried for him like starting off from the beginning of this book as soon as I was like oh wait he has a support animal I'm like okay he has a support animal oh, at least that will true. help him 
Oh, oh my god, yeah, Ember. Yes, bless Ember. But yeah, I, I, I'm worried for him now because mm-hmm. he kind of has to re-experience that loss again where oh, he already like thought he lost him, oh. but now he like more literally directly lost him again. Mm-hmm. And that because like loss hits already, but the fact mm-hmm. that he has to like go through that again, it's just oh my god, it makes me oh makes me so worried. Well, even now I'm thinking about like you know, he's carrying around the weight of all that loss for so long. And then when they're reunited, like it just melts. Like he's like, oh, I don't have to carry this anymore. Like I didn't lose my master. Oh my it's God. fine. And he's like, let he's like letting it go when it's everything's good. And then to have to not only lose your master again, but to witness it, like he's right there. Yep, yep. Um, yep. It's, it's going to be worse this next time because, you know, he went through it, but then he thought he, there was that relief and he thought he was going to be okay. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. you know, but my hope, if I can have any hope in the High Republic anymore, I mean, like, who knows? I'm yeah, just going like, to have what, it what anyway. Oh, I, I can't help it. I have to be hopeful. Yeah. But it's yeah. all I have. My hope is that, like, you know, he's going to go through it and it's going to be not pretty, but that he's going to be a better Jedi and a, and an, a stronger person mm-hmm. because of what he's going through. And, like, you know, the hope is that eventually he'll have a Padawan who like has also been through some stuff and he can kind of say like you know I don't know exactly what you're going through but also mm-hmm. I get it and like this is a hard time because assuming by that point it will be and he's going to be able to help you know yeah, that when I Jedi started and- the High Republic I was not expecting so much processing of loss and oh, I feel like a ton of people have probably already brought this up but like the timing that these books came out holy cow because I know for a lot of people mm some of these books hit on extra level like even my friend hope it hit her on like an extreme level because Mm -hmm. she was going through some stuff with her family and like Mm -hmm. i think in her review she even like wrote with like everything that's going on around us with all this loss that's happening that Mm -hmm. made these books hit on that extra level and it's like and that's something i consistently talked about with test of courage a lot where i was like i just the way you get to like so deeply dive into how these characters are processing grief Mm -hmm. and like the different ways they're processing it like it's just like stuff like that where we're getting that and that and that's why when we get to like the hope part of it where I'm like I hope in the end it because like the the ideal thing that like the ideal hopeful rainbows and sunshine situation (laughs) of this is that these books really do take that where it's like we have to go through all these emotions with these characters and we have to see them process that but in the end they can hopefully be okay and just take away what they learn from those experiences and right. like you said po- potentially pass it on to others which is mm-hmm. like please <laughs> yeah I mean my my hope and my I guess my assumption is that like because there are three phases of this the first is going to be like <laughs> everything's fine and then it gets awful and this, yeah. right and then like the second one is gonna be like oh everything is uh, more awful somehow than it was before but yeah. then like you know star wars is at the end of the day about hope and about <laughs> yeah, yeah. feeling better about things and you know seeing that you everyone does have the power to you know make the world slash galaxy a better place and like i feel like the third phase eventually will get to the point where like it ends fine i mean like eventually there's more star wars like we know what happens later but like in terms of like the high republic like some people some characters some things possibly some space stations probably not are gonna turn out fine like it's gonna be okay and like yeah we're we're gonna have to go through it but we'll we'll come out the other side hopefully uh feeling like it was worth it maybe (laughs) maybe uh but yeah like in terms of like how much these books touch on like grief and like 
yeah. how to deal with stuff like especially the aspect of like even the Jedi are like you can't deal with all this like by yourself like that's so important and like mm-hmm. you know my first time reading you know some of these books like that kind of just went over my head because like I was just reading Star Wars <laughs> and but I, I think the thing like about this is like you can read these books still as an escape and you can read it just as oh I'm enjoying Star Wars which we can do anyway like in- enjoy whatever you want to that word is just, are we enjoying? Yes. We're having fun, but also it hurts. Fun hurts sometimes, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I don't no, know. Don't. Um, but um, also like you can be here to have a good time, but also take some things away from it. And like, at the same time that you're enjoying these stories, you can also think of like, oh, like, you know, this character went through it and it was awful, but like they ended up, you know, doing good stuff anyway. Like I'll be all right. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm just the type of person who like can't help, but connect Star Wars back to my real life in the real world just because like it's been part of my life for such a long time that like I just naturally make these connections and that's just the stories are so important to me and you know my hope for just the higher public in general is that like whether you've read a bunch of Star Wars before or not whether you've been a Star Wars fan for a long time or not whether like I want to know who was not into Star Wars at all got into Star Wars because of the higher public and is now like completely in it like I want to know your story I want to know who you are because that is the fact that books and comics could get you excited about something as cool as Star Wars is just amazing to me and I think a big element of that for me is just how how much these books let these characters be flawed and messy Mm -hmm. and yes I think there's just something so authentic and relatable about that where it just really draws me to these books I just these books really pulled me in in a specific way Mm -hmm. where it it hits on a certain level that Yeah, I definitely agree. That's just such an important element of these books is the way that we as readers can come in at any point of like our knowledge of Star Wars and everything, but like just the way that these characters do have those like relatable elements and those mm-hmm. moments of like flawed moments where they have to pick themselves up again and just and just that in itself like picking themselves up again like I'm struggling with a lot like yesterday I got an email that um, one of my in-person classes got moved to online just because things are getting worse with the pandemic again like even those small moments where things are more challenging right now and having to deal with that like being able to go in and read these books and see these characters Mm -hmm. also having to deal with such like challenging things Mm -hmm. but going back to what we said with Stellan and how he's able to pick himself up again like that's the important thing to take away and that's why mm-hmm. we keep talking about like how we hope in the end these books do have that <laughs> right. and and I think no matter how they end honestly like just within itself the fact that like no matter how it ends the fact that the book still has those elements where Elzar is trying to ask for help and Stellan is picking himself up again like you still have mm-hmm. those moments where the characters no matter how flawed they are and how many times like some of them fall more into darker emotions like they're still they still pick themselves up and try and that's like such an important thing to take away oh my gosh this conversation is turning into like <laughs> I didn't expect this to go here but like thanks Kevin Scott wow oh, I mean the man has started so many important conversations about pain and hope yeah. and like I mean but for real like part of the reason that these stories are so good and so important is like they remind you that like sometimes there's pain. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like, you know, you just want to go to a fair and uh, enjoy your life for a minute. And uh, things don't always go the way that uh, you plan them to and the way you want them to. (laughs) But like, you know, life, life is like that. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) 
affair of all places like how evil i think i like read the description of this oh. book i'm like well this is great because i already saw people saying it was bad and i was like oh my god affair of all places like happiness is destroyed <laughs> so sad right right uh the state fair is going on here right now and um i'm not going because i'm not going the world <laughs> the world but also fairs anymore. Uh, but also for real like i was thinking about it and i was like oh the fair is so happy i hope nothing terrible happens like you know <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it is one like creative and terrible way to show how awful the Nile are. Yeah. Like that they went and attacked a fair. (laughs) Like it makes sense, but also like, oh, why? Because they're evil. Because they're like, yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to get to talking about the Nile in, the, for, in a moment. But I before I get to talking about the Nile, I did want to talk a bit more about Thai specifically, because mm-hmm. along our discussion about like, well, being willing to try and being willing to help, like the one of the biggest things I noted with her character was she literally starts out saying like, bad things happened and you dealt with it. There's no point wasting time or effort on battles you didn't need to have, especially if no one was paying you. Like that's literally one of the first lines we get with her. And then we get to like way later in the book. And like when she hears the potential of the Nile causing more destruction, she throws herself in a more vulnerable situation to help the Jedi and everyone like try to solve things. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that her character goes on like that giant like journey and like in one book, I think that is really like that goes back to like the impact of this book and the situation and those messages. And it's just like, yes, love that. (laughs) I, I, I really do love that. Like she started out like, you know, whatever happened to her like you know I've been through things and I am just you know not going to deal with it anymore and then like to turn around and be like oh you know I have my issues I have things that I'm dealing with still but people need help and here I am and here I'm capable to at least try to do something and she does that's so important and that's like that you know to know nothing about this character and then to come (laughs) in and like see that kind of change and development like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of hope there for you you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it, it kind of goes back to that like any person in the galaxy no matter their background and experience is like capable of that change because like star wars mm-hmm. is about that element of hope where it's like yeah. you want want to see like the best in people and like yeah elzar continues to try to see that in her and like mm-hmm. she is still quite a mysterious character but yeah. like the fact that she still goes on that journey and that's like a part of this book in particular of all books <laughs> Like, I definitely agree. That is very important. Of that. Any other thoughts about, like, other characters before we go on to talk about Niall? You know, let's just, let's just get, let's into just get it. right yeah. into it. <laughs> I was not expecting so much, like, person-to-person drama in the Nile. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I tried to re-listen to part of my life, I think, because it was just so long ago that I read that book. And then mm-hmm. I just, like, I had, like, eight months where I didn't read any of these books again. <laughs> right. So I'm like, how did I feel about everything back then? It was like, right. I think, like, so many of my friends are like, we're, like, the biggest Martian Rose stands. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> I, I think this book definitely fleshed out Martian in a way that I was needing because like I just needed more before I was gonna like in any way shape or form like go towards that direction right I don't know I I guess like I I think I said this like the imposing nature of Martian and then like but the way that he's still like quite flawed where he literally has daddy issues oh I mean he sure does it makes it makes Martian like such a character honestly because he has to be such like an imposing force and has like this 
grand plan for everything and yet there are those like moments where he's like oh shut up dad <laughs> shut up. oh my goodness yeah I was not prepared for that you know but to, but to like see him like this is like what he's wrestling with like oh like he wants all this power and he thinks mm-hmm. you know I know what I'm doing and I know how to get what I want yeah but also to have like that hanging over his head <laughs> so to speak and you know, to get more of his backstory in that regard and to like see like how menacing he really is and like what lengths he really will go to accomplish his goals, which is terrifying. I mean, obviously <laughs> yes. we know that from the end of the book because, oh God, I, he's, he's a bad man. Um, he's a bad man. But like you, you kind of start to like get it just in the sense that like, oh, like he, he thought he knew how to do this better, which is... You know, I, I guess, you know, I kind of get it, but also, yeah. dude, like, you gotta chill. I kept going, like, back and forth. Like, I guess the big point I'm trying to, like, get across with, like, my friend's perspectives, I think I kind of went, like, back and forth with his character throughout this book. Mm-hmm. There were points where I, like, like, something like when he's arguing with Pan and Laura, and then he's, like, mm-hmm. brings up the fact, like, we can't act always. We need to listen. We need to, like, step back and process mm-hmm. things. It gets back to that, like, element where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting the way that he wants to be in the shadows more and, like, he's being more of that, like, he- level-headed voice. And then we get mm-hmm. to, like, him torturing Loden and I'm like, right. okay, never mind. Go in a dumpster <laughs> fire, <please." laughs> Yeah, he is, he is uh, darkness and chaos and, um, Oh no, like what what oh, no. uh, what else is he gonna do? Terrible thing. I mean, he's already terrible, done terrible, terrible things. things yeah. More terrible things are gonna happen. Um, you know, unless unless another member of the uh Nihil can stop him somehow. I doubt it at this point, honestly. Oh yeah, at this point I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. oh no. <laughs> hmm, it's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's gonna be great. Everything is fine. Yeah. What were your like thoughts about the Nile in this book? <laughs> so dramatic like listen like we thought we were we thought the skywalker saga saga was done and all the family drama was done we were going to calm down with all that and it was not going to be a soap opera in space yeah yet here we are with the nile just like everyone just trying oh goodness it's every every single time you see them someone is like maybe plotting against someone else or someone thinks they know what they're doing and they don't or like it's just like they want one thing, and that one thing is not to care about each other, yet they apparently care enough to have all this drama. I'm just like, yeah. I can't. I yeah. can't with all of you. Yeah, literally. That is, like, such a good way of putting it, because they're, like, they're also individualized in their goals, but mm-hmm. they're also, like, so caught up in each other, where it's, like, they want to be the strongest and stuff and, like, not care, and we're just going to do what we want, do what we want, whatever we want, and yet at the same time they're still willing to have like different little squabbles between each other and like they care about what each other think well sometimes there are a lot of times where they don't care what each other each other yeah <laughs> but there are some times where i think they take it a bit too personally oh yeah oh yeah of course they do oh, yeah. uh. <laughs> yes. the scene with martian and Udidis, i i i don't know why i got so invested in that like relationship oh no <laughs> so into it and then like the ending of that like that that whole chapter set of chapters I was like oh oh and I think that was like the first point where I'm like oh yeah there's no way I, I'm just gonna ever like Marciano there's just no way it's yeah never I, I really I really got into that too now that I'm thinking about it and like you know of course yeah. of course that's how it would start is like you're really 
interested in like, oh, where is this going? Like, who, (laughs) what are these characters? You know, what are they up to? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, all right. This is what, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Okay. (laughs) I talked a lot about how my one crew, and some people have actually brought this up too. I feel like is what I've seen because this is another one, the like larger scale adult novels, but like one of the things I said repetitively about Light of Jedi like was the one thing I struggled with with that book was how much it jumped around and had so many different perspectives and Mm -hmm. so much thrown but I I think I don't know if it was just because I got used to it with Light of the Jedi or if it was the way this book handled it but like something about this book made it easier for me to process Mm -hmm. all of those perspective switches and I it ties things up more quickly in some ways in a lot of ways it kind of keeps those relationships in a way that like makes it easier to switch between those perspectives. Those like quieter, like slower elements where mm-hmm. I really will like get into like that relationship between them and then like, oh, now we're like de- like yeah. we're moving on to this next thing and now he's <laughs> arguing with a different like person. Right. So I, I I guess maybe it was those like emotional like the, that slap in the face where it's like oh my god you killed this person whoa mm-hmm. I'm so impacted by that oh my no, gosh no. yeah I the one thing about I mean light of the, I can't imagine being tasked with writing light of the Jedi honestly like it, yeah <laughs> it, it had to do so much at once and yeah to be clear he did a great job yeah, yeah <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah. in case there was any doubt there but but the one thing that I think that the one struggle I, I also had with it was just like there were a lot of characters and yeah. a lot of things happening and a lot to balance and to ha- having this this is like the first time we're meeting all these characters so it mm. was just maybe like pretty overwhelming maybe, maybe I also think word. it was because this took place on one planet yes where I think light of the Jedi it's like more in space so yeah. it kind of got a little bit confusing when we were jumping to all these different right. ships and I'm like okay where are we now right yeah, yeah I mean that's so- that's why um you know the rising storm kind of like it, it kind of took place in a central location and yeah you know there were a lot of characters but like you knew them a little better but also there weren't quite as many in their perspectives like yeah the ships between them were a little bit um more connected and yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah so That's like a good way of putting that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. like the, there was a big difference but like I think the the more of these books we have like the easier it will be to kind of yeah. like jump between things because this book definitely didn't lack the intensity in which events <laughs> occurred so it definitely wasn't that but yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely I, I I definitely think that is a fortunate that too where it's like oh I know what else are I know Belle like I know these characters a bit more like even though I read about them eight months ago (laughs) I still know them like yeah and I also think while I did start this book a week ago I actually ended up reading it and like I want to say like three days max no no yeah uh uh uh-huh uh-huh because I I what happened was I started on the road trip to San Francisco and then Mm -hmm. I was at San Francisco and I was like so busy I just did not get a time to read it like the one Mm -hmm. time I had free time during that trip I was podcasting about Bad Batch so I was like there was no time um so and then I got back to this book and I'm like oh wow I'm podcasting I'm like (laughs) so it was just I I think it that's another reason why it's hitting so hard for me because I like literally read two-thirds of this book in the last two days (laughs) so that's definitely is why I hit but I think the way that it it didn't blur together too much for me where I can still like recall so many different aspects of it without like having to go back I think Mm -hmm. I think that's just the way I'm gonna put it because like I I don't know quite how else to put it at this point in time but yeah I just 
I guess this is more like the structural part of the book in terms of this conversation. I guess that worked well for me. I don't know. <laughs> so this book had some spicy stuff. I I, I guess oh. I can't not acknowledge it. So I ship Elzar and Avar. So you got it. You got to imagine Allie's face when she's sitting in a car with her family and suddenly Elzar is um oh um, no, <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah there is some there's some romantic stuff in this book and it was there not between Avar and Elzar. No it was not oh no <laughs> Yeah, well, Star Wars went and did that. <laughs> it it did. And you know I, what? You know, it went there. And went um, there. again, like, there's such a contrast between these Jedi and the Jedi of later. Yeah, literally. Like, for, like this never would have. I mean, it could have happened. We wouldn't have known. It's wouldn't fine. Have known exactly. But yeah, it, again, I mean, it's it's the emotional thing. It's like going through it, trying to trying to process his emotions um yeah in a yeah. way yeah no like the way that he like wakes up and he's like oh wait i did this but now this is happening like that oh, that no. adds to his self-blame in that moment where he was <sighs> like he already expects so much of himself to be because right. he, he's like the one with this vision and carried this way and he mm-hmm. thought be, by being on this planet he could prevent all the stuff that was to come and he's like he literally says something along the lines <laughs> like what a fool i was to think by being here i could like cure everything magical uh. <laughs> No, this man, he has like a moment of happiness, oh, <laughs> right? Right back in the spiral. Like, my god, I, I, I just want to, I just want to take him by the shoulders and I want to be like, listen, you can have your moment of enjoyment and not feel guilty about it, but you can also allow yourself to make mistakes. Like, it's gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not gonna be fine, but like, you're hopefully eventually gonna be fine. So, like, have your moment. Yeah, I, I think he needs to have. A conversation with Vanessa Rowe because she literally tells Emery she's like part of like the lesson of being a Jedi is making mistakes and learning from it. there you go <laughs> she needs to hear that so badly like come oh. oh boy oh boy oh. <laughs> part of me just literally wants to read a paragraph I've written in my notes now because I'm just like this man oh my god actually I'm going to I'm going to try to read this so dramatically I don't know what <laughs> This actually happened with the epilogue because when I podcasted with Siraj about Light of Jedi, we, we were like freaking out about the epilogue. So we just started reading portions of the epilogue <laughs> oh, yeah. just because we were like, okay, there's some like spaces in between because otherwise I'd be reading forever. So like this mm-hmm. is not a complete full quote, but he felt himself falling not to the ground, but back into the terrible future he'd glimpsed on the starlight beacon. The mutilations, the terror, the world gone mad, and not just any world, this world, Valo. He had been given a vision of this very moment, the noise and the chaos, and what had he done? Kidded himself that he could solve it all on his own. He could never forgive himself, never allow himself a moment of peace. (laughs) He didn't deserve it. All this blood, all this terror was on his hands, and it would never wash away. With a primal roar, Elzar lit his lightsaber and plunged deeper into the nightmare. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that paragraph, I was just like, this man is not going to be okay. Elzar needs a hug. He needs a hug. He That's needs to be told it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, just like hearing you read that again, I'm like, oh. Uh- yeah oh, no <laughs> and that's like one thing what like another reason why i like reading these quotes is like reading it it hit and then i'm like reading it again now i'm like mm. oh my god yeah <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. 
and one part of the book in particular that like really got me is where Indira is facing down the Nile and she's talking about how difficult it is to like have to kill these people but it has to be done and Mm -hmm. this is not what a Jedi would normally do but this loss needs to happen and then when she like kills people she's like oh geez that's bad and then the the next paragraph is like Elzar man didn't think of (laughs) didn't think of the souls he was sending to the floor literally the next line and just like the way that it immediately like shifts between those perspectives I was like Elzar oh my god Oh man, there's so much darkness. You cut through the Nile like a clinical instrument. Like, no, Haven't's Haven's got. I need to have a conversation with you about the darkness that is inside you, apparently, because oh god, it's just the stuff with Elzar, and this is like why that was like the one portion of the book I really read last time too. I was like. Mm -hmm. All these authors so far are like, they just love showing how much pain this is. Oh boy. No. Suffering. Suffering. Yeah. Um, Gavin Scott, pay for my therapy bill. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. No. I think the takeaway for me is just like kind of through our discussion, like, yes, this book hurt and it was a lot and it was very overwhelming to read in like two days. I'm don't know when I'll be recovered but I think like <gasps> what like we said I think it was still important to like go through this mm-hmm. emotional journey with these characters and I liked yeah. seeing all of those points that they were processing what was happening and like and going back to what we how we started this discussion on like the more governmental side of things like there is that aspect of it where you can acknowledge the bad that happened and recognize when you were wrong but you can also mm-hmm. still like be willing to like have flaws and and she admits like she tries to get through this on like like we just we can still have that hope like she still has some layer of hope she's like you and the jedi can be the force to like see that good can happen in the future like she still has that like this fair getting like wrecked did not like completely deter her from believing there was a chance for hope but at the same time it like you said it was great that she did acknowledge the like the loss that did like take place and i think that's like one of my biggest takeaways from this book honestly it's like loss will take place but at least we have hope and i know that's star wars that's so basic star wars but i think this book just executes it so well so like it it really does yeah Yeah. yeah. and um you know we talk a lot in star wars and in fandom about like wanting to make sure that everyone can see themselves in star wars and i think one of the many important things, you know, about this book and so many other stories is having flawed characters and to be able to recognize like, you know, this character made mistakes, mm-hmm. but they're still able to, you know, come back from that and still do good and still have their heart in the right place and still try to learn from, you know, what they've been through and still try to help other people. And it's so important to have that reminder, like for any of us just to like, you know, no matter what happens to you and what you're going through, like, if you still have, you know, your heart set on doing the right thing or helping someone else or, you know, your goals, whatever they might be, like you got this. And I think this book is a really good example of that too, is like, you know, these characters, some of them are just, are doing bad stuff, but, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> like all of them, yeah, in some way, but I, I, I'm still glad that there are some characters where I can just like blatantly hate like Pam, like, Yep. I'm sorry. There's no. There's no forgiveness. No. I mean, I'm <laughs> no. some of the some characters are of course exempt 
exempt. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like you can, you've you've done very bad things. I am not sure about you. <laughs> I'm not sure about you. Like I don't. I know some of my friends. They love Martian, but I'm sorry. Never, <laughs> never, never gonna happen for me now. No. This book. It's just. No. It's never gonna happen now. <laughs> this book is a lot. And I feel like I could probably say a lot more. Do you have anything else you want to specifically discuss? I, I feel like I brought up a lot of points. <laughs> oh, was there anything else? I mean, you know what? I guess the last thing I'll say is um, let's give all the Jedi uh, emotional support animals. And um, yes, because they need them. So and, you know, everyone wins because they, they get the support they need. And also we get uh, more adorable animals in um, Star Wars that can uh, maybe do things with lightning or fire, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. Give it all to me. It's good. Give it it's all. Fine. Yes. Well, there was a lot of, like, God bless there being a zoo. There was a lot of animals, not just Emperor. <laughs> there were so many animals. There were. Oh, I forgot about the zoo. <laughs> so good. I could probably just talk about elements of the fair because, like, there was a fair. Like, like I said, I savored that portion of the book because I'm like, okay, this, the fair is happy and good. And woo. We're all happy. <laughs> woo. Yeah, I feel like there's something I'm not touching on. This always happens with books because mm. books are just so complex and deep. I'm like, God, there's gonna be something I'm gonna miss. No. I mean, you know what? Maybe we're still processing, and we'll yeah, just no, have this to. This is probably it. This is probably. Yeah. It. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna message you like in a few days, and be like, wait, there's like. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have. I am sure we're gonna have to continue this conversation somehow because. <laughs> You know, you're still processing, and like somehow months later, I'm still processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I thought it was a good idea to finish this book today and do this. Oh like- no! I mean, like, yeah, I, I think I saw your tweet about that, and I was like, oh no, are you? Okay? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> like, I, I might seem okay right now, but I'm not. I'm internally, I'm like laughing through the pain right now. This oh no! Ah. And speaking of pain, I guess I just can't stop talking about it justice i i pray justice for loden and i pray that bell will be fine please please pray, mm, pray. Yeah. and i'm just, why you have to hurt my faves like why you gotta come for me Kevin? it's always the ones we love the most, the most. Gotta go through it i mean ugh. let's not jinx it we we, we yeah. the, that was part of the reason i actually went and the jedi ended I, I tweet about Sabine Wren. I'm like, please, why is she not with Ahsoka looking for Thrawn? Where is she? Is she, oh. is she safe? Is she all right? Is like, she like, all right? She? Oh. <laughs> just like, where's Sabine? It was like, I need Sabine to be safe and I need to know. I want to see her on screen now, please. <laughs> Nothing bad happened to Sabine, please. I I need a Sabine and Bo-Katan reunion. Please. Yes. And I need Sabine to kind of look Bo-Katan in the face and be like, you know, I respect no. you, but you're making choices. You're making we need choices. to think. We need to think more deeply about what we're doing here. Yeah, Sabine and Mandalorian, Sabine and everything now. Sabine, please, please. I'm severely deprived. From severe. It, it, seriously, we need more. It's been way too long. It's been way too. Fanfic can only do so much, and that's what's gonna heal me tonight too. I feel like it's fanfic. Fanfic can only do so much, though. Star Wars, please. <laughs> oh no. Well, thank you so much for coming on to feel all the emotions with yeah. me. I, I'm so glad that you were like the first person to message me about this because like, I was worried when I tweet sent that tweet out that like no one was gonna want to talk about oh. the books because it had been like so long. I was right. like, no one's gonna want to talk about these now. And literally, all the people I messaged were like, I want to talk about Rising Storm and now the shadows. I'm like, 
do any of you want to talk about a test of courage or into oh, the talk? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, luckily I found people for those in the end, but I was still like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm so far behind. So yeah, thank yeah. you for like still being willing to like dive into High Republic, even though it's been out for a while. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I will talk about these books and many Star Wars books, I guess even books in general with yeah. anyone at any point. Um, you know, the thing about the High Republic is like, we are going to have to, like, as more books come out, we're going to have to keep going back and like revisiting different parts of these stories and like remembering mm-hmm. these different beats and like what's happened with these characters. So like, yeah, I mean, it's totally okay to go back and like <laughs> keep discussing these books. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that, um, we got to do this and uh, I am happy to uh, be here to uh, go through the pain with you um, <laughs> in, in, the, in this, uh, in this time that you're going through. Um, I know it's a lot. Uh-huh. I've been there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I definitely say if, if, and when I'm actually, I'm pretty sure we're getting it because of the rumors, but when we do get more Sabine content, yes. I will definitely invite you back to talk more about Sabine because like yes talk about Sabine all day so. yes please do I am here for it anytime anywhere yes let's do it let's do it where can people find you and what you do the easiest way to find all of my things is to uh follow me on twitter at mcdowell there you can find I mean just like all the things but especially um <laughs> the things I do at Utini, um, especially with the higher public going on in our discussion today. If you are looking to get into any Star Wars books, any era, any character, you know, kind of what we do is kind of help you with start with where you're at and the characters you like and the things about Star Wars you like and kind of help you find books and comics and things that um, can really get you into more of the expanded universe. And um, so if you're interested in like getting started anywhere or if you know you like certain books and you want more books like that um you know Utini's here to help with that and I'm you know heading up a lot of the content that we're doing there so um check us out um at all the Utini things uh, yes go do yeah. that yes thanks yes. awesome go do it <laughs> as for me you can follow me on twitter at ali underscore m underscore andrews you can follow the podcast on twitter on nights of ren on instagram at nights underscore of ren if you'd like to support the podcast then you can do so via patreon or ko both of those links are in the episode description <laughs> thank you all so much for listening bye